podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast, where we do daily updates on the Sun Dream Team World Cup Fantasy Football Game. We'll start off with some match day recaps, so looking back at games like England versus USA, and then we'll preview today's fixtures like Argentina, Mexico and France, Denmark. So let's start. So starting with England versus the USA, and it was a disappointing result in general for uh, most England fans, I think. But to be honest, I think we were lucky to come away with the draw. Um, Harry Kane got the star man in this game, and hats off to him, because he's had a really good tournament so far. Uh, he was a star man in this one, and in the previous game, he got an assist as well. So he's been pretty good, considering he's had a pretty poor season. Um, so he got eight clearances in total in this game, and he saved us a lot. There was a, a spell during the game where they had a lot of corners to the USA and he'd probably headed out like three in a row. Um, I had John Stones was really good as well. Um, so across the back line of England, so you had Jordan Pickford got five points for the clean sheet. Tripper as well with just five points, he got 6.9 rating. So I was unlucky to miss out on a seven rating there. Um, so Maguire with 13. John Stones, he got a uh, seven rating, so eight points. And Shaw got 7.2, so he got the eight points as well. Um, nothing outside the defence though for the rest of the squad which is quite disappointing um, myself and I know a lot of people would have brought Harry Kane in for this game still looks like he's struggling a little bit I think um, and it was really strange not to see Foden come on but um, yeah Southgate makes the rules and to be honest I do think that after hearing his post-match I do think it was fairly justified obviously we want to see an exciting game but we've got four points on the board now and uh, bar something going terribly wrong against Wales we are through to the next round um, clean sheet points obviously for USA as well but I don't think that these players would be too highly owned so we'll move on to the next game and Frankie Dion got um, star man in this game and that's back-to-back -back star mans for him so the Barcelona man's really doing something he looks like one of those players that obviously in the normal dream team game you get some players that regularly get star man awards or higher ratings and he looks like he'd be one of them um, so keep an eye on him possibly for the next game but I do think he might be rested for, uh, for Qatar I think the next game is for them uh, Nathan Ake was the only defender that got a rating in this game. So he got the three points, but obviously they did concede. And that was to an N of Valencia goal. So he's got his third of the tournament. Um, but as I said, Ake, the only defender in that um, Holland team to get a seven rating. So quite disappointing. I know um, quite a lot of people have got a few players from, from there. Um, Klassen, he started this game. I think he only come off the bench in the previous game. Um, he got an assist for the Cody Gakpo goal. So Klassen got two points here. Um, and a goal in the last game. There was no start for Memphis to play though. Um, so again, I think they were saying that he only has sort of like 45 minutes in him at the minute, but maybe with with them um, playing Qatar next, possibly Depay should get a start in that one, I'd, I'd like to think. Um, but Cody Gakpo, he's been really impressive um, and definitely added quite a few million to his uh, asking price now. I know a lot of teams are linked with him, especially Man United, and I know a lot of Arsenal fans like him as well. So two goals in two games for him, and he's up to 16 points now, which is a really good return for someone that's only four million. Um, like I said, Eno Valencia did start and score. We weren't sure if he'd started because he'd uh, had a knock in the last game. But he's on three goals in total now. But the only thing is he will stretch it off in this game. So I'm not sh I'd really be surprised if he plays that next game. But <laughs> he went off injured in the last game and he still managed to play today. So we'll wait and see. Um, and then I had Esther Pinion in some of my teams who um, plays for Brighton as a, a fullback. And I got really excited because he scored a goal. Um, I think it was in the first half. And it got ruled out for offside. So he wasn't offside, but there was someone offside interfering with play. So I must admit, I did the typical typical thing of celebrating too early. Um, 
and then had it taken away from me. So that was disappointing. But that's everything for this game. Then on to Qatar versus Senegal. Um, I don't think many people would have players from these teams, but I do know that after Qatar's um, poor performance against Colombia, quite a few people did think to possibly target Qatar with maybe some Senegal defenders or maybe an attacker. Um, but it was a disappointing game, really, unless you did put, um, I think it was Dia and Dieng got the goals. And the star man, I hope I don't butcher this, but Diedu. Um, got the Starman award, but um, he grabbed a goal as well, so 13 points. But I can't imagine that many people put them in their team. Um, Koulibaly, that everyone's familiar with from Chelsea, he only managed a 6.8 rating. He did have a 7 rating at one point when they had the clean sheet. And so did Edouard Mendy, who finished on a 6.9. So you'd be gutted if you had either of those. Uh, but that's Qatar eliminated from the tournament. And then it's just debatable, really, whether or not you think... Um, Netherlands play Qatar in the next game. So potentially, with Qatar being out, it could be a game to target with maybe some of those Holland strikers when we see the lineups. But potentially, there could be a lot of rotation from, from Holland. So we'll wait and see. But a draw in the last game makes it a bit less likely that they will rotate. And then on to Wales versus Iran, um, which was a massive surprise, really. I was really disappointed with, with Wales. Um, I just thought they were a bit better than that. And I, and the bit that annoys me the most is I know that they're going to fully turn it on against England and make it really difficult for us. Um, so Starman was uh, Tarimi, who got 10 points for Iran. Um, and both of their goals were absolutely brilliant. Um, one of them was an absolute screamer from distance. And I was watching the last sort of... Um, there was a lot of added time and Wayne Hennessy had already been sent off um, for what was a really bad challenge. Um, but there was a lot of added time and... Iran just kept shooting from distance and I was thinking you're never gonna you're not gonna do that why do you keep bothering and then some guy just had a shot from distance and it was an absolute screamer he scored and that was against Danny Ward who'd come on to replace Hennessy but yeah the, the crowd went wild for that one and then just to top it off as well um one of their players went through and absolutely dinked Danny Ward as well so he had a bad time he came on and conceded two goals but like I said I do think that Wales probably will be much better against England. I think they just seem to get more fired up for games like that. Um, and then from that Wales team, obviously really disappointing scores there. Um, Gareth Bale got nothing. Aaron Ramsdale got uh, Aaron Ramsey, sorry, got nothing. But Keith Moore was the only one that got any points, and he got three points. But yeah, keep an eye on that Wales game because now, obviously, England have come off the back of what was a not great result, and Wales are going to have to give it everything in this game. So yeah, we'll wait and see how that one goes. Then just a preview of today's fixtures. I'm actually going to leave out Tunisia versus Australia and Poland, Saudi Arabia. Partly because I, I wouldn't have chose any players to target in Tunisia or Australia, if I'm completely honest. Poland, Saudi Arabia, I would have said Lewandowski and Matty Cash. But I'm a bit late recording this. The game kicks off in like half an hour, so it's not going to be out in time. But there's still time for France versus Denmark and Argentina versus Mexico. So we'll go on to those. So Argentina versus Mexico. Um, who scored are saying that they're predicting an unchanged side, um, which is I find quite surprising because they were so poor in that last game. I, I thought they would look to make some changes, but we'll see what the lineups are like when it comes out. Um, I still think that Messi and Martinez are the best uh, players to target. So Messi's 7.5 million and Martinez up front. Sorry, Martinez, who's a striker. Because um, they've got Emi Martinez in goal. I think they've got the Sandra Martinez in defence. 
and Lataro Martinez up front. So I mean Lataro Martinez, I think, will be the best one to target. 5.5 million. Both of them scored against Saudi Arabia. Um, Martinez's one was ruled out for offside, but it was a really good finish. Um, and Messi obviously scored from the spot, but he did score as well that was um, chalked off for offside too. So both of them were looking pretty clinical when they got their chances, but they just happened to be offside. So, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. Um but yeah, hopefully the defensive assets can respond from the last game and they really must win this game. So I'm thinking they'll be a lot tighter than they were in that previous game and maybe a little bit more cautious as well because they, they did get caught out. But um, from the defence, I don't really think there's too much in it. Um, Romero got subbed off quite early in that last game for, for Lissandro Martinez. So eyes on that whether or not he'll start but Otamendi seems to be the nailed one at the moment uh, but out of the two fullbacks um, I think I'd go for Molina just for the fact that he's 0.5 cheaper um, I don't think there's too much in it to be honest so I would probably err on getting the more cheaper option in Molina but obviously we'll wait for the lineups and see what happens there but it's a must-win game for Argentina after losing that previous one so I think they're going to try and be as tight as possible but they do really need to get the goals in there and on to Denmark versus France. And this is going to be a really interesting game, actually. Uh, because Denmark have won the last two games that they've played against France. And that was 2-0 and 2-1. Um, and then I was looking back at the other results. and the, um, So Denmark won the first two. And then before that, there was a 0-0 draw as well. So France really don't have a great record, actually, against Denmark. I still think France will be massive favourites here. But it'll be an interesting game. And also... I think that Denmark probably, they were a bit disappointing in the last game, but I think they'll probably be better being the underdog rather than being the team that's looking to break down their opponent and sort of dominate possession. So, yeah, it's going to make for a really interesting game. And another thing that I'd sort of mention here is that after seeing that England game, they obviously got a convincing win in the first game and then a draw in the second game. And... Southgate seems happy with the draw and happy with the four points and it pretty much makes it that we will qualify and their group had a similar situation um, so I'm wondering now whether France they might look at this game as will potentially take a draw they're a much more attacking team than England I'd say but it does make you wonder now whether both teams could potentially be happy with a draw here so we'll wait and see but I'd say Giroud at 3.5 million um, is the biggest bargain in that team. He obviously played brilliantly in the last game. Um, and then Mbappe at 7.5 and Griezmann at 5.5, I also still think are going to be the best players to target. Um, Griezmann ended up getting star man in the last game, even though Giroud played out of his skin and Mbappe scored too. So he could be a good option and who scored, Salgrivim obviously likes what he does. Um, but then if you're picking from the defenders, the only thing I would say is be careful with Hernandez at left back because um, they've got two Hernandez in their squad. Um, I think it should flag up on Dream Team that one of them's injured, but one of them went off injured in the last game and then was subbed for another Hernandez. So um, it's uh, there's a T Hernandez is the guy that you want. Um, I think it's Theo Hernandez, I'm not sure. But yeah, he's the one that you want to put in your team, not the other one, just in case you transfer in an, an injured player. But yeah, that's that's my preview for that Denmark game. And then I'll move on to just a quick update on how my team's getting on. So I had a really good um, really good day yesterday, actually. Um, so 37 points for the day. Um, I've got 108 total points now. So I've got quite a big jump from yesterday. Um, I have used eight transfers and I went a little bit more um, aggressive yesterday targeting that England versus the USA game. 
So I was really sweating watching that one because there was a lot of times where we thought it looked like we were going to lose the clean sheet, especially, as I mentioned, that run of corners that the USA were having. And Pulisic hit the crossbar as well, didn't he? So, yeah, um, I went for, uh, I had, I've still got Simon in goal from Spain and obviously he's going to play later in the week. Um, I had Trippier, who, unlucky not to get a rating as well, but he got the five points. Ake, which was a good call really, because he was the only defender that got a rating in that Dutch game. Um, Luke Shaw got a rating, eight points. And Harry Maguire got star man, 13 points. So from that back line, I was really happy with that. Um, Lucas Paqueta plays a bit later in the week. Perisic, I was leaning towards wanting him out, but actually I, I still think I'd like to see him against Canada to see what he does there. Um, Hoiberg, though, I'm not quite sure what to do here because I've got a qu there's quite a few tricky games. But obviously Hoiberg's going to be playing against France. So I'm not quite sure whether I want to potentially move him out. Um, I've got Messi that's playing against um, Mexico, so I think that's a good fixture. Um, I've got Cody Gakpo that played yesterday, so he scored and got eight points. And Harry Kane, really disappointed with that because he got a blank in this game. And to be honest, I didn't think he looked very good. Um, so yeah, only Hoiberg and Messi play tomorrow. Um, I think Kane to Mbappe would tempt me, um, but I've done a few... My tactic was to move the premium strikers around, and now I've actually I transferred in Neymar for the Brazil game, and he didn't deliver. And I transferred in Kane for the England game, and he didn't deliver. So it's been a costly tactic so far for the last few. It started off well, but not so effective um, across the last couple of games. But I still think I'm tempted to bring in Mbappe for Kane. But I do think, as I said earlier, this Denmark game could be a bit tricky. Um, and they might not go all out. So I think I might try and sit on my hands with that transfer um, and then maybe look to move ahead of that Brazil-Switzerland game, I think. Um, but Spain-Germany's coming up and that's going to be a tight game too. So I'm finding these next couple of days a bit harder to choose who I want to bring in. Um, but then I'm looking at my team now, the third fixture for most of this current team that I've got are quite good. So that England backline... Wales, I still think, is a good fixture. They've struggled for goals. Um, Ake, if he still starts, has got Qatar. Um, Paqueta against Cameroon. Perisic's game against Belgium will be tough, so I'll probably get rid of him for that. But then do I want to persevere with Hoiberg and hope that he gets something against Australia? Um, that's, a, that's an option there. And Messi's always good. Gakpo, he's got Qatar. But then again, will he be rested? We're not sure. Maybe Depay will get minutes. Um, and then Harry Kane against Wales. I probably will want him as well. So it's going to be a tough decision. Um, I think today, I know it's boring, but I think today I'm probably going to sit on my hands for transfers. A um, bit boring for this episode, but it's a long way and you want to, I want to play a bit more um, conservatively with this team. I've got 22 transfers left out of 30 and I'm hoping to use 15 for the group stages in general. So, you know, I'd, what, I'd probably want to, do one more week, maybe two more transfers this week, and then I've got five to use the following week. So, yeah, I think I'm going to leave it for this one. So that's everything for this episode of the Dream Team Professor podcast. Thank you for watching. And if you want more daily updates on this World Cup fantasy football game, please do like the video and subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network.